The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Tuesday morning. We are glad you've joined us this morning and taken some time out of your day uh, to study and to be in the Word of God, whether you're watching this live or whether you're catching this later or listening to it while you're on the move. I greatly appreciate the wonderful opportunity we have to be in the Word of God together and, excuse me, that you've given to me to be able to teach it. This morning we're going to be in a very, excuse me, unique passage Um, where many times we look at, and this is one of those questions um, that sometimes can be greatly debated. A lot of times we don't even fully understand the verse we're going to look at in a moment. We look at and say, I don't even fully understand what that's talking about. And so I'm going to go ahead and read the verse, the verses we're going to look at, and then we'll explain the process. And one of these is something that we're going to see. We have to go through another section of Scripture to fully understand. But we're in Ephesians chapter 1, and uh, at the end of verse 12, it talks about who first trusted in Christ. And we're just really needing that to understand in Christ, because in verse 13, it says in whom. So we're referencing Christ. We know this is in Christ. And so in verse 13, the passage says, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard... The word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. The phrase that most people struggle with here talks about, or really don't even understand generally, is that last phrase in verse 13, ye are sealed That idea with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance. That phrase. Now, it talks specifically about what we call eternal security. This is is one of those guarantees in Scripture that once you've been saved, it is a sealed deal. It's done. Now, what I want to do is take the first couple minutes and explain the context coming up so we understand how how we get to that part of salvation. So he says this. Really, verse 13 encompasses all of the gospel with, you know, really large part, most of the gospel included with eternal security, all in just a couple of verses. And so again, the end of verse 12, we know he's referencing Christ. So let's look first of all at the person of the gospel. Verse 13, in whom also ye trusted. So it's, it, we understand in whom. He's not referencing a place. He's not referencing a movement, not church, not religion, not a baptism. This is a person, and he's referencing back to Christ. So we first see that salvation is found in Christ, in Christ alone. It's not found in a movement. It's not found in anything else. In fact, uh, John, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We here reference this as it's less than religion. Religion is a, a man-made system that if I do enough, in my mind, if I do enough good, God may accept me. There is nowhere in Scripture that says that. We love to make it sound like that. And please understand, you can twist some Scriptures to make it say that. But if, if you are taking the whole counsel, all of the Bible, and you're allowing the Bible to speak for itself instead of twisting it to make it say what you want, then you will know there's nowhere in Scripture that says I, that that's true. I can't ever... The Bible says, for all the sin and come short of the glory of God, short of perfection. The only way to get to heaven on my works is perfection. And we can't ever get there. So we must acknowledge that it's not me, it's him. Well then, how, well then okay, if I tr- acknowledge that salvation's not me and it's in Christ, then what do I do with that? Well then, uh, in verse 13, can't, 13 again, excuse me, in whom also we've trusted after that ye heard the words of truth. 
the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believe. Now there's the process of salvation. I must hear the truth. He says, you have heard the words of the truth. What is the truth? The gospel of your salvation. You have heard the truth. You've not heard an opinion. Please understand, we don't hold a position like this or think it's right because of the name on our sign or, any, or, my, or myself as a preacher. None of that matters. We hold this position because the Bible teaches this. So the gospel is all the way throughout scripture, and I could spend a lot of time with it. I won't this morning, obviously due to time, but let me just give you a quick thought. Romans chapter six, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death. Because of my sin, I deserve hell. All of us do. Even now, all of us deserve hell. Saved or unsaved, we deserve hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That gift, Jesus died on the cross, and now he says, I have paid your sin and I wanna offer you salvation for free. That it wasn't free to him, but it's free to me. That's why it's called a gift. It's a cost of great price to the person who's purchased it to give it to someone who otherwise does not deserve it and cannot earn it. That's the gift. And I've been given that. Ephesians 2.8 talks about it, many, many other pieces of scripture. And we gain it from Romans 10.13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I must recognize him a sinner, believe that Jesus is God, and I repent and turn from my sin, put my faith in God, and proclaim that through my prayer. And then I put my faith in Jesus. That is the gospel in a nutshell. There's a lot more to it, but there's a gospel. that's a gospel in a nutshell. Through grace, God offers me something otherwise I cannot earn. So that's what I have believed. And when I believe it, I've gained that salvation in Christ. Well, then he goes on to end of verse 13 to explain what we call the promise, the eternality of my salvation. He goes, end of verse 13, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance. The earnest just simply means the promise of it. It's, a, it's an old fancy word for the idea of when you put earnest money down to hold on to something. So it, it's simply the promise. It's the guarantee of my inheritance, guarantee of my salvation. So what does it mean that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise? Uh, if, and I'll do this in a second. We're gonna go look at a verse in Revelation where it references this idea of the book of life. It's seen throughout scripture, but mostly in the, old, in, in the end of the New Testament revelation, referencing a book. And a book that we see really comes out at the great white throne judgment. Please remember at the end of our time, there are two judgment seats. There's a judgment seat of Christ. That is where we as Christians will be judged for what we did with time God gave us and the resources God gave us. We will be rewarded. Um, and maybe not, but we will stand before Jesus and give an account for that. The other one is called the great white throne judgment. Unfortunately, only unsaved will be judged there. God, the Bible says, is going to bring out the book of life. And when he brings out the book, he's going to look through this book and he's going to see if your name was written there. And simply meaning is that if your name is not there, you have never accepted Christ. And unfortunately, you'll be sentenced to eternity in hell. It is a horrible, horrible scene. A scene that no, that God, excuse me, that God wants no every person to ever be in. That place called hell was created for the devil and his angels, not for us. But we'll end up there because of sin. So... Let me explain. I need to share a verse with you to give us an understanding before I explain how this works. Revelation chapter 22, um, verse number 19. Let's actually go to verse 18 for context. Um, Bible says, For I testify of, unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, the book of Revelation, the book of the Bible, really. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Verse 19, and if any man shall take away the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Now, 
There's a lot of debate on this, but I really can tell you what, I, I, it's very simplistic. He says, if you take the Bible and you pull away from it, you know, and that's why sometimes we get really nervous about some of the extreme translations that have just eliminated the Bible completely, take out sections of scripture that are core doctrine. But the premise is, if we do that, he says that person has, has condemned themselves to a place called hell. They can't be saved anymore. He's pulled their name out. Now, here's how it works. If that per, does that mean that person lost their salvation? No. See, when before everybody is born, so the Bible knows that God knows everybody who's ever going to be born and live. And every person who will ever have walked this earth, his name was put in, the, in that Lamb's Book of Life before they were saved, before they were born, excuse me. Before they were born, their name was put there. At that time, when you and I put our, turn around and put our faith in Jesus, repented of our sin and put our faith in Jesus, the Bible says our name is sealed by that Holy Spirit. It's sealed. It used to be kind of like in pencil where it could have been erased. Now it's been sealed. It cannot be erased. And then when I get to heaven, I, well, we'll get the judgment seat of Christ. Our name won't, that book won't come out because we'll have already been saved. For those who are born, their name is there, but they go through their life and they either never hear the truth I'm not sure that's, you know, I think God works uniquely, but understand, doesn't, doesn't ever call upon God. Doesn't ever put their faith in Jesus. And I believe that God does, and he works in unique scenarios in some places, but he gives everybody a chance to believe. But for whatever reason, does not put their faith in Jesus, and then their life comes to an end. That name is erased, it disappears, because they were never sealed. They never came to a point where they trusted in Christ and the Holy Spirit sealed their name. So what I think is going to happen is you're going to open that book and there's going to be all these blank spaces of people who were there at once and are no longer. That's the seal. So when, when you, if you go through life without putting your faith in Jesus, it's over. It's horrible, but it's over. But if you put your faith, now please understand, if you've put your faith in Jesus already, you've been sealed. I know there's a lot of debate whether I can lose my salvation. Just trust me, you can't because you didn't earn it. I, due to time, I won't go. We talked about this before. You can go back and we did a Bible study in the book of 1 John. Listen to that. It's a phenomenal understanding of this. But two, if you've never been saved, that's all you've got to do is acknowledge Jesus is God. Acknowledge you're a sinner. Repent and turn to God. Call upon him for salvation. Then you will be sealed. I, you say, well, I got to be better. I got to be this. Trust me, don't worry about that. Let God be the one that changes your life and gives you that and makes you that new creation. It's not something you do. It's something Jesus does. The Holy Spirit does in your life. If you have more questions about that, we'd love to answer them. Um, uh, you can go to our website at bensalembaptist.org and our email address and our phone number is on there. You can call me at the office here. I'd love a chance to answer any questions you might have and share uh, what the Word of God says about this. I really hope it's an encouragement today as we spent some time looking at what is really a core doctrine, eternal security, knowing for sure that once we put our faith in Jesus, it's a guarantee. And I hope we hold put on it. I hope we put our trust in that. And if, you, and if you haven't, I hope you'll do it even today. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning. Wonderful privilege to be able to be part of your day. We hope it's an encouragement. Hope you'll join us throughout the rest of this week as we stay and study in the book of Ephesians. We hope you have a great rest of your day.